Every single day, we've become busy with work, with school, with multiplicity. Multiplicity of our assets, of our relationships. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of this within the Holy Quran. He says, Alhaakum takathur. You've become so busy with your cell phones and with your iPhone apps. Until you visit the graveyard, you realize that there is another truth. There is an eternal home. We'll be departing from this temporary life to the next. And the next is eternity. The notion of Al-Akhirah, Darul Qarar, will be examined in this topic from the teachings of the Holy Quran and the beautiful words of the Ahlul Bayt. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful May the peace and the blessings of the Almighty Allah be with and amongst all the prophets and messengers including the last and the beloved Muhammad and his honorable and dignified and purified progeny. قال الله تعالى في محكم كتابه الكريم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا قوم إنما هذه الحياة الدنيا متاع وإن الآخرة هي دار القرار صدق الله العلي العظيم. The religion of Islam teaches us that we shall remind ourselves that there is going to be a life, an eternity, a truth that awaits us after this temporary life that we are living today. What do I mean? The religion of Islam says place your graveyards right in the center of the city. So that every morning when you wake up, you see the dead bodies going outside from their residences into the downtown. You're going to work, you're going to school. And you realize that, who is this person? This, this guy was my neighbor. He went to school with me. I knew him. He's the salesman at the local market. He's my teacher. He's my second cousin. And you... Remind yourself that this life is not meant to last forever. In fact, the only truth that every single human being has to accept, a truth that cannot be changed, a truth that cannot be delayed, is the fact that one day this temporary life is going to change, is going to end. And there's going to be an akhirah. And there is going to be a life of eternity. Al-Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen sallallahu alayhi says, Man ammar dar al-iqamah fahuwa al-aqil. 
He says, do you want me to tell you who is truly the wise, who is truly the reasonable, who is truly one with logic and intellect? Who is he, Amir al-Mu'mineen? He said, he who built the home of permanence, the home that's going to last forever. If we live in a society where it is less likely for us to see the dead, to see bodies being washed, to see bodies being buried, then the religion of Islam teaches us that the least we can do is to look at our kafan on daily basis. Keep it somewhere when you open your closet, you look at the kafan, the shroud, knowing that this is the only thing that you're going to take away from this life. That this is the only thing that you will take with you to the next life, the life of permanence. Some people act as if there is no life after death. Some people act as if this life is going to last forever. It's as if they found one person in history who's lived eternally, so they're hoping to be like him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Musa, Ya Musa, أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ تُخَاطِبُ بَنِي آدَمٍ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ وَتَقُولُ يَا بَنِي آدَمْ الْيَوْمِ تَمْشِي عَلَى ظَهْرِي وَغَدًا تُصْبِحُ فِي بَطْنِي يَا بْنَ آدَمْ أَنَا بَيْتُ الْوَحْشَةِ أَنَا بَيْتُ الْغُرْبَةِ فَعَمِّرْنِي وَلَا تُدَمِّرْنِي Oh, the son of Adam, today you walk on my back. You walk with arrogance. You feel you own me. You feel you own everyone around you. You feel you're going to walk on my back for the rest of your, for eternity. Tomorrow you'll be buried within me. Oh, the children of Adam, I am the house of loneliness. I am the house of darkness. Decorate me. Beautify me. Do not neglect me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ghafir, chapter 40, verse 39, says, Ya qawm, the Prophet Saleh speaks to his people, he says, Innama hadhi al-hayatu dunya mata'a. This life of this dunya is extremely brief. It's something where you take a little bit of goods just to pa pass by. It has no significance. And the next is where eternity lies. We'll examine the notion of al-akhirah, the next life, in the following manner. Number one, what is Allah's perspective in regards to this dunya and in the next? Number two, the temporary versus the permanent. Number three, the value of the present life and the value of the next. Number four, remembrance versus forgetfulness. And number five, winning both the dunya and the akhirah and keeping a balance after your remembrance upon Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli على محمد وآل محمد اللهم صل على محمد
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah al-Shura has a beautiful statement. He says, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الْآخِرَةِ نَزِدْ لَهُ فِي حَرْثَةِ وَمَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الدُّنْيَا نُؤْتِهِ مِنْهَا وَمَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ نَصِيبِ Contemplate on this ayah of Surah Al-Shura. Go open the Qur'an and contemplate on this ayah. Spend some time with the Qur'an. Allah says, whoever wishes to receive the harvest of the hereafter, of the next life, we will give him all his harvest and we will increase. He wants a harvest of 10, 20, 100 tons of goods, we'll give him a thousand. You see, the Farmers, they say we want 10 tons, 20, 30 of, for example, rice, apples, bananas. However, when they get, instead of 20, they get 30 or 40, they're extremely happy. Allah says we'll give him all of them. This farmer will receive all his harvest and double and an increase. مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الْآخَرَ نَزِدْ لَهُ فِي حَرْثَهِ then he says, وَمَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الدُّنْيَا And whoever wants the harvest of this dunya, نُؤْتِهِ مِنْهَا will give him some of his harvest, some of his wishes. He wishes to have 10 cars, we'll give him two. He wishes to have $50 million, we'll give him five. He wishes to rule for 100 years, we'll give him five, eight, ten years. نُؤْتِهِ مِنْهَا but in the hereafter, he receives nothing. Now, does this mean we stop working and we pray all day and we fast all night? We fast all day and we pray all night and we give everything that we give our paycheck straight to the charity? No. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and another ayah within the Holy Quran says, Rabbana, when speaking of the believers, Rabbana, atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa Give us, bless us in this life. Give us and bless us in the next. And refrain us from the hellfire. Therefore, when we look at this ayah that I just recited, and the ayah from Surah Al-Shura, of whoever wants the harvest of this life, whoever wants the harvest of the next, then the believer is asking for blessing in the dunya and the akhirah. How do we bring those two verses together and connect them to our life today? Allah does not say that we should not want or desire an honorable life, a life of wealth, a life of health, a life of dignity in this life. Allah tells me that you have to and you must strive in order to have a, a life of dignity and honor. Whoever goes and works hard to make money for his family is a mujahid fi sabilillah. However, the ultimate harvest should be for the akhirah, not for the dunya. When I make money, that money should build my akhirah, not my dunya, because this is not, this is not going to last. That harvest, whether it's here, with my money, with my time, I take some of it in the dunya, but I ultimately want my harvest to be in the akhirah. Here I take as much as I need. 
Because when they place me in my grave, they don't put my bank account with me as well. Because when they put me in my grave, they don't put the buildings and the cars and the titles with me. No, they remain for the inheritors. So ultimately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, let your focus be in the akhirah even if you're seeking success in the dunya. Number two, the temporary versus the permanent. Al-Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen wa Mawla al-Muwahideen says, Al-Dunya Amad wal-Akhiratu Abad. Amad means a period, a fixed period. There's a duration to it. 60 years, 70 years, 80 years. Al-Dunya Amad wal-Akhiratu Abad. However, the Akhirah is not going to change. The Akhirah is eternity. The Akhirah shall last forever. Reminding us to build that home which is meant to last. Today, if you go to a hotel room and you're traveling for two, three days, maximum a week, then you move on, you go back home. Do you go and you buy a fridge and you put it in the hotel and you buy furniture and you put it in the hotel and you buy so many things and you spend so much time shopping for the hotel room? Nobody does that. Why? Because you know you're there for a short period of time. This life compared to the eternity is extremely insignificant. Number three, the value of the present, of the temporary, and the value of the next, the permanent. Al-Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib sallallahu alayhi says, Laysa al-akhirati he says, whatever you give for the akhirah, you'll not do justice to it. It has no price, it has no value. Give all your time, everything that you have. And then he says, and this dunya is not worth your nafs. This dunya is not worth the 70 years to give it to the dunya and then you leave with nothing. Your nafs has a lot more value and importance than this life, this world that's going to be 60 or 70 years. Give this nafs to the akhirah, to the permanent. That is the value of the next life. And this life, it is not worth your nafs. It is not worth everything that you have. Number four, remembrance versus forgetfulness. Those who remember the akhirah versus those who forget the akhirah. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ali ibn Abi Talibin, alayhi salatu wasalam, says, Man akthara min dhikri al-akhirah, qallat Whoever reminds himself that there is going to be a grave, there is going to be a death, there is going to be a day of judgment, there is going to be a sarat, there is going to be a hisab, a judgment, a qiyamah, there is going to be heaven and hell, there is a permanent life awaiting us. His sins would decrease. In another hadith he says, ذِكْرُ الْآخِرَةِ wa shifa. The remembrance of the Akhirah 
as a remedy, it's a cure for our illnesses, for the illnesses of our hearts, for our greed, hypocrisy, procrastination of seeking forgiveness, of the ill treatment of others. It fixes our anger problems, our problems of greed, our problems of hurting others, our problems of making fun of others, our problems of thinking that we are the most important existence on the face of this earth. When we remember the Akhirah and we know that this is going to finish soon, it's going to end soon. The seat is there, the aircraft is there, the luggage is packed, the boarding pass is there, we are just waiting for us to be called. Group number four, if we're part of group number four, then we board that aircraft. Number five, how do we keep a balance? Winning the dunya, winning the akhara, winning the akhara through the dunya. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam says, Man asbaha wa amsa wal akhiratu akbaru hammeh. Allah. He says, whoever sleeps and wakes up, making sure that his biggest priority in life is the next, is the hereafter, is the akhirah. Allah places generosity. Allah places satisfaction. Allah places happiness and joy within his heart. Contentment, he's content all the time with whatever he has. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathers everything for him, packages it, makes it so convenient, and puts it right in front of him. In the dua of Salat al Isha, we recite Allahumma innahu laysa li ilmun bimawdi'i rizqi wa innama atlubuhu bi khataratin takhturu ala qalbi fa'ajulu fi talabihi al-buldan fa'ana fi ma ana talibun kal-hayran la adri afi sahlin huwa am fi jabal, am fi ardin, am fi samaa am fi barrin, am fi bahr wa ala yaday man wa min qibali man wa qad alimt anna ilmahu andaka wa asbabahu biyadik Twenty different ways, O Allah! I've chosen to seek for my sustenance in the sea, on land, in the skies, traveling, business trips. Who's going to cut this deal with me? Who's going to pay me? Who should I work for? Who should work for me? I do everything that I can in order to seek that sustenance. However, Allah says, Rasulullah says, whoever makes the akhirah his priority, Allah packages, makes it convenient. It's so easy for him to find what he needs. He says, and he does not leave the dunya until he takes all his rizq, all that which he can from rizq away from it. Then, he says, "Man asbaha wa amsa wa dunya akbaru hamne." Whoever 
wakes up and sleeps every day thinking of the dunya, only the dunya, only his wealth, only his car, only his business, only his school, only his masters, his PhD. That's all he thinks of, things that are relevant to the dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes that contentment away from him. He only sees poverty between those two eyes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes everything that he is in need of and places it in different ways, makes it extremely difficult for him. Instead of that package, it is difficult looking for things all over the place and never finding them. Because he wants the dunya and the dunya is full of difficulties, full of tests. And he does not take away from the dunya everything that has been written for him. Amir al-Mu'mineen says, you want the dunya and you want the akhara both? You want to keep a balance? He teaches you how. He says, عَلَيْكَ بِالْآخِرَةِ تَأْتِيكَ الدُّنْيَا Allahu Akbar. The wisest man, the most eloquent man. A man when he speaks, you know he is connected to Allah. You know, he gives you a school, an entire school, an entire university of knowledge in one statement. He says, Focus on the akhirah. Focus on the hereafter. Focus on Jannah, on paradise. The dunya will come humiliated, belittled. The dunya will become easy access. It will come to you. It will be at your service. May my father and mother be sacrificed to you. That's exactly what you taught us. You looked at the gold, you looked at the silver, and you told them, Ya dunya, ya safra, wa ya bayda, ghurri, ghayri, abi ta'arrafti. You focused on the Akhara. You taught us to focus on the Akhara and the dunya came to you. The dunya came to you so willingly. The dunya submitted to you. Yet you taught us to focus on the Akhara. Rasulullah has another statement clarifying the statement. Wallahi, this statement is worth more than millions of dollars. This statement is worth more than going eight years to school and seeking education. One sentence from Rasulullah says, Man arada izzan bila ashira. Whoever wants pride without having a tribe to back him up, without having a nation behind him, but wanting the pride and the authority as if he is the head of a tribe, as if he is the head of a community, as if he is the head of a nation. وَهَيْبَةً bila sultan, And charisma, without being a king, but having the charisma of a king. وَعِزًّا bila mulk And dignity, without having the wealth of Oh, and the millions of dollars to buy dignity. Then let him exit from the humiliation 
of breaking the laws, of sinning, of bringing the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon himself. فَلْيَخْرُجْ مِنْ ذُلِّ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ إِلَىٰ عِزِّ طَاعَةِ And allow himself to be welcomed in the glory of the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, let us remind ourselves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, chapter 40, verse 39, Ya qawm, O my people, inna hadihi al-hayatu dunya mata'a. This life of the dunya is extremely insignificant. Wa inna al-akhirah daru al-qarar. Wa inna al-akhirata hiya daru al-qarar. And the akhirah is indeed the house of permanence. وأخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين <تصفيق>